0: hello and welcome back to morgan's corner i am aware it's been a hot minute since we've done a podcast but i'm joined by alfie today say hello hey and we're going to be discussing the best era of rock music just going through all the eras of rock music from the 50s right up to the 2010s and chatting a bunch of shit about all of them so we'll kick it off by each naming our favorite time in rock music history alfie go ahead I think it's the same, but
1: I think it's the 70s.
0: Okay. Elaborate a bit. Tiny bit.
1: Like there was just so good stuff, and it's like...
0: There was so good stuff. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, but you know, there was still obviously 1950s was rock and roll, and then nineteen sixty was sort of the transition, and then 1970s was where I started to get a bit more Experimental, would you
0: say? Uh, yeah. I would also say the seventies, but that's very tentative because the seventies is dominated by shit, but has brilliant moments.
1: Yeah, but we're saying what's our favorite? Not we're, like we're
0: saying. Let's face it. There's a lot of cool ass experimentation in the seventies, but my god, did rock music get overblown? I mean, that is the decade of, of Genesis and writing your. 20 minute cheesy rock opera i I know it's very like men that think it's cool
1: i know it's boring to say but the wall and dark side were released
0: yeah and um every crimson album of the original uh era except for the first one came out in that time including like red which is my favorite really so you've got a lot of good shit. I mean, it was a lot of good experimental music in the seventies, but then there was a lot of overblown rubbish like Genesis, that I just don't want to hear. Oh, actually, yeah. So First, I, I feel like nineteen nineteen seventy-three, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nineteen seventy-three. Hmm. It's a year of, of progressive music, really, in terms of yes. like a yes and stuff. On that year, wasn't Yeah, it? Uh, yes did um one of their the, the album with Roundabout on it, which is a fantastic album. I can't believe I've forgotten its name, but I. I don't like a lot of that. I just feel like the 70s got so overblown. But anyway, I'm talking about it too much. We need to go through this methodically. So let's start in the 50s. Rock and What's roll. What's going on in the 50s? Rock and roll, I mean, mostly it's dominated by doo-wop, but people are starting with rock and roll. I mean, uh, the cool ass guitar.
1: There's like, I mean, obviously there's Elvis.
0: Oh, lovely Elvis. There's little Richard. There's Chuck Berry. Buddy Holly. Yeah, Buddy Holly. I hadn't even thought of that. Buddy Holly was fabulous. There's, there's a lot of great stuff. There was Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Interesting. Oh, I guess Ray Charles is rock and roll. I've never thought about him like that, really. But I mean you're yeah.
1: around that period, really.
0: <laughs> what about um uh have I mentioned little Richard because he died yeah. recently? And yeah, I love, him. love that dude.
1: Um, okay. there was, um, I mean, I, I I might have this wrong, but didn't the Beatles start in the 50s? No,
0: I think they were maybe the quarrymen for a bit in like 1959 or 8, but me... I don't think the Beatles did anything there because uh, the uh, I want to hold your hand is 1963, therefore. I don't think they did anything before 61. It really? might have been the quarrymen, but I don't I'm pretty sure they weren't about in the fifties. And certainly if no, they were, they 19, were making sh-
1: 1962, I think.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. they, they would have been making shitty music if they were about in the fifties. Cause yeah. um oh skiffle, we didn't talk about skiffle. Skiffle was around in the fifties and sixties. Um, and no one right, was maybe more talking about oh, it was obviously Bob Dylan, but more talking about. Bob Dylan's a folk man. What? Bob Dylan's a folk singer.
1: No, he did a bit. I think. He no, did a he bit didn't.
0: Popular. He didn't even go electric until like the late 60s, and people hated it because they were idiots. But he's a folk singer. I mean, how are you going to call that rock and roll?
1: Mm, I guess. But what would you what say is rock
0: and roll? I'm Julius Caesar.
1: What? What? So, do you think there was any sort of rock? Because obviously you said we should start at the uh, at the 60s originally.
0: No, I mean, there's like, it's all proto-rock. It's like really important stuff. I think Elvis and laid the foundations. I think guys like Scotty Moore in terms of the guitar playing right. and Chuck Berry particularly were like yeah. really laying down everything that would go on to become what we know as rock music. But I don't see... Rock, rock and roll as really rock music at all or anything that happened particularly in the sixties is like conventional rock music. Yeah. But you- and then again, chicken and the egg, it's it's still probably the most important influencer in the mm. creation of rock music.
1: Who do you think was the first person to do it like it is today?
0: Oh my god, that's hard. Yeah. The kinks. No, that's not hard. The kinks. Really? Yeah. Well, no, actually, no no. no. Okay. So they got the guitar tones. Yeah. They started in 64, I think. So that's yeah. too late. What about... Could it have been we, the Beatles? No, 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 no. no. They were a rock and roll band. Um, And they they sounded like all the other rock and roll bands until they got really experimental. I don't know. I, f- I feel like this, the this psychedelic thing took off in the early 60s. I mean, do we count Blue Cheer? Maybe. Maybe Blue Cheer um what about summertime blues that might be like the first really heavy psychedelic rock song i think that's from 61 that's a great tune no no nice. basically any it
1: probably wasn't just a oh now we're at this it was uh you've got the guitar tone it's you've gradual the yeah the Kings
0: created the the guitar tone mm. and i think riffing came in with guys like the stones yeah, yeah, yeah. Throat riffs, but I, just, I think a lot of people back in the 60s were still in that mindset of we write a chord progression, not yeah. let's write. Bum, bum, Sorry, that started as pitchback, and, yeah. and it went. And then you go off on one. Yeah, mm. pretty much. I don't think that strategy was adopted until the yeah. early 60s. So, really heavily,
1: basically, 50s was. was...
0: 50s is the primordial sludge of um but you like the 50s yeah i like the 50s a lot but it is primordial sludge it's uh it's like the early dinosaurs you know it's what would become t-rex but is not t-rex yet yeah
1: the 50s was 70 years ago
0: yeah it was i mean yeah they're pretty much all dead the people that were big in the 60s 50s oh i forgot to mention Jerry lee lewis he was oh, yeah. a weird little nonce, but um he was pretty aggressive in his delivery vocally, that I think that was almost quite quite well Rocky. very influential. Then he got forgotten because he married his thirteen year old cousin. Really? Yeah, true story. Jeez. He was he was like he was like twenty something. He married his thirteen year old cousin because I think that was still technically legal That's and like wherever one he right was. There, yeah yeah yeah, it's really bad and then like everyone was like bro what the fuck like what have you done and then he got forgotten from the the mainstream and no one ever talked about him again but great balls of fire and stuff i mean that's that's pretty great early rock vocal delivery bill haley as well he did that a little bit but it's not really hard enough anyway 60s 60s yeah i want to divide the 60s into two You've got the properly, fully formed proto-rock of, like, 64, 65 onwards, where it starts to get experimental with guys like the Beatles. Mm. So that's that's 60s. But also you have the early 60s, where some people are coming out of their rock and roll thing, and they're still kind of sounding like that, and writing songs based on, like, 12-bar blues and stuff, and still using shuffle rhythms and all of that. And some people are doing psychedelic rock. And suddenly you've got bands like... um what are they called they wrote song of a sinner top drawer and jefferson airplane releasing one of the best psychedelic rock albums in 63 you've just got a lot of shit psychedelically in the early 60s and like Jans joplin and all that and that goes on the whole decade but i think that's pretty important yeah so yeah
1: so what So let's name some sort of big people and then talk about each individual one of them, I'd say.
0: Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, yeah. Super influential psychedelic rock. Um they had the multi vocalist thing. That's cool. That was that was pretty innovative for the time. Their instrumentation is really dope. Yeah. That they, they really they think they did a lot for the sound. You know, like in terms of like heavy reverb and, and they were mid sixties when they when they uh, formed, weren't they?
1: I think so. I think it was six I think it was
0: a bit earlier. I think it was around Five? sixty-three.
1: No, I think it was sixty-five.
0: I might be wrong. I don't know. But I mean they were they were amazing, man. Um yeah. I love their like heavy guitar tones. Like uh yeah. Somebody to Love has a guitar solo like a minute and a half in or something, and it's uh... It's, it's no. one of the bigger guitar sounds of that Wonder era. Right. It
1: might have been 63, although I think the way they are might have been 65.
0: I don't know. Maybe. They're fantastic either way. Um, who else? Who do you think is important from the 60s? Well, so I'm thinking Led Zeppelin. Excuse me? What? Led Zeppelin. Mm. Led Zeppelin. Yep. Do you want to try again? Mm, don't think so. No, no, no. you do. Led no, Zeppelin no. 1 came out in 1971. Nope. No, it came out in 69. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Well, basically, all of their work, apart from their first album, is 70s. So.
1: No, it's two.
0: I'm going to hit you it's up. All... With...
1: Two is also 69.
0: No way. Did yeah. They seriously released. Oh my they God. Released... God. I mean...
1: They released them year on year till four in 71
0: that's insane bro
1: so they did one 69 two uh two also in 69 three 70 uh and
0: then they did four okay we're still talking about a band whose heyday and okay thing is the 70s and they're known for the 70s rock sound okay yes but but... i'll admit i had no idea that those albums came out in the 60s i thought they were 70s albums wow and then
1: obviously Floyd started in the 60s, but we're not going to talk, we'll talk about them later.
0: Oh, no, we should talk about 60s Floyd. 60s Floyd was great. What? Sid Barrett, uh, Floyd, full of Secrets, um, Atom Heart Mother. Pipe, the Piper at the Gates of Dawn? Oh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. I still like Atom Heart Mother more, but I mean, damn. That's good. 65, they came out. Great band. I think they were their psychedelic era was Sid Barrett was insane. Hmm. I love then that. we've
1: I thought, got, um, obviously the stones.
0: Yeah, the stones were great. They they had riffings. Hmm? They had well. some. They had riffings. They had riffs. Right. Yeah. Stones had riffs. I think a lot harder than most people had riffs. Like, um, I don't believe. I don't know. I I don't. I just think riffs like satisfaction were a lot heavier than anything else coming out at the time Mm. and they would lead the way to better and better riffs as the world went by
1: yeah so yeah i'm gonna say a controversial one okay the beach boys
0: yeah no, beach boys is probably the greatest rock band of all time um everyone
1: thinks oh yeah pop but then
0: obviously but they are kind of a pop rock band but that doesn't matter yeah They're still the greatest i have a transcription of wouldn't it be nice like right next to me right now because i did it i know you day.
1: do i know you do
0: those guys are so all right i'm gonna go off here's why the beach boys are arguably the greatest band of all time i mean one fucking what's he called the beatles man george martin said that the only genius he'd ever worked with was brian wilson which is insane Brian Wilson basically made the whole album himself. He did all the production. He mixed it. He mastered it. He wrote everything. It's got super sophisticated vocal harmonies, polyphony in the ending, polyphony all over Pet Sounds, uh, which is basically a Brian Wilson's solo record because he wrote everything on it. Uh, really, really advanced, harmonically advanced chord progressions. I mean, wouldn't it be nice as an intro in A flat? It has a mm-hmm. verse in E major. It has a it has a bridge in D flat major or C sharp major, but why would you notate that? That's fucked up. That is crazy. The level of um, the, the intensity of the talent on that that album. The chord progressions are super sophisticated. The the vocal writing, the polyphony, the barbershop style ideas, the harmonies is all super sophisticated. The performances are stupid tight. You've got unreplicatable Beatles style, only made in studio type recording which was pretty unusual for the time i mean oh my god that is an amazing album if you don't like that album you like i can't help you you're beyond help that album's great i'm
1: glad you had an enjoyable one with that
0: that's all right i hope everyone else enjoyed that it's <laughs> such a goddamn good album okay if you don't like it, you're wrong go on
1: okay well obviously the beatles
0: i was about to say how have we not talked about the beatles yet i feel like they're too important to have neglected <laughs>
1: I feel like everyone, everything we say is going to be,
0: well, be let, guessed. Let's face it, a lot of what happens in pop music and rock music in the 60s and 70s is, in fact, really owed to the Beatles. Yeah. They're kind of at fault for anything that everything. happened. Yeah, they, they they must have invented, like, what, like 10, 15 genres on their own? I mean... Yeah. A lot of people argue that to mm? Skelter is the first heavy metal. What did you say? I wouldn't. A lot of people argue that to Skelter is the birth of metal. Yeah, Alfie. You keep cutting it. A lot of people, sorry, a lot of people argue that to Skelter is the birth of metal. I wouldn't, but, like, no, not really, but right. a little bit. I can see it. I can hear it. Yeah. But, like, the amount of things they impacted, the fact that they got... I mean, Ravi Shankar was not particularly known... Until no. the Beatles decided they were mates of him. They made him famous. They made Carline yeah. Stockhausen famous because they yeah. were so interested in his um, Sonic things. I've talked about Stockhausen before with Starlet. I'm a big admirer of him. But people would never have liked him or found out about him if it weren't for the Beatles because they were stealing his techniques that he used on things like Gizander Yuling. So I mean, Beatles are pretty important in terms of taking rock in an experimental direction. Yeah, which is going to be the crux of what we talk about in the seventies, because that's the crux of what happened in the seventies. So um, yeah,
1: yeah, the
0: Who. Oh yeah, great band, great band. Who are you? Doo, 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 doo. Hendrix. I'm actually upset that I didn't um even think of Hendrix so Hendrix is the greatest guitar player of all time yeah I think that's that's probably the most um that's the one that's impossible to argue with I think you can always say that like is you know is Eric Clapton the greatest guitar player of all time you can agree with that or you can disagree with that but you can't really disagree that Hendrix wasn't the greatest guitar player of all time I mean the the ferocity of his recording The way he could make a guitar sound like a machine gun in his his, um,
1: was he 28?
0: um... No, I think he was 27, wasn't he? He's 27 club, isn't he?
1: No, no, no. When he died,
0: yeah, I thought he was 27. No, uh, because everyone cool dies at 27, like yeah, yeah,
1: he would have been, he would have been, yeah,
0: yeah. Jans Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison,
1: that's insane. uh, I I never knew how young he was,
0: yeah, he was insanely young. He looks
1: really, he looks fairly old. Man,
0: he was a good-looking dude. uh. But, holy shit, his guitar playing is ridiculous. Imagine if he lived longer. Well, that's the thing. Miles Davis was a huge fan of him. Miles Davis didn't go to his dad's funeral. He didn't go to his mom's funeral. Miles Davis went to Jimi Hendrix's funeral. Jesus Christ. Like, that guy thought he was amazing, and apparently he jammed with him a few times. Like... Can you imagine if Mar- uh, Jimmy had lived five more years and he'd made music with Miles Davis in the 70s? Yeah. Can you imagine how intense that would have been?
1: Mm.
0: I mean, it's just amazing. But Jimmy invented a whole new way of playing the guitar. It's so visceral, you know, like imitating machine gun noises, uh, creating these huge soundscapes, the complete ferocious aggression of which he hits it, the quality of riffs, the guitar tone, the pure psychedelic delayed fuzzed out messiness of songs like Purple Haze I mean I mean how can you even beat that that's that is perhaps not perhaps that is the most influential and brilliant guitar player who ever lived I love that guy so much
1: okay I'm gonna name someone that was basically gonna come up constantly and I'll mention him again in the 2000s okay but he started in the 60s
0: excellent Bowie yeah, yeah, that dude was awesome. That dude was so cool.
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, you can basically mention him nearly flipping every year, which is the thing
0: with Bowie. I think he's like the Beatles, he's done so many things that no matter who you are, there's a Bowie song that you'll like. Yeah. Like, if you like crazy experimental shit, listen to his crazy experimental shit, if you're interested in oh. modern jazz then listen to his last two albums with Ben Monda, um, where he'd clearly been listening to people like Nels Klein and really intense people like that, and he had Ben Monda and his group on his record, who was just an amazing contemporary jazz guitar player. So if you like really nice, like, singer-songwriter songs, there's stuff there. If you like big epics... Go listen to Heroes, which Robert Fripp from King Crimson plays on, among other people. It's actually a pretty star-studded tune. Um, I have
1: just thought of someone that started in the sixties. Sure, you're going to be annoyed you didn't think of. Go on, Zappa.
0: Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I wouldn't. I don't. Oh, damn. See, here's the thing with Zapp. In the sixties, he was making, I guess, like jazz rock, and then sometimes like weird sort of funny rock but yeah he was making rock music in the 60s did that dude did so many things i know i talk about him all the time he did so many different things i don't even know if i consider him a straight-up rock artist yeah like he he said himself in a in a mtv interview in the 90s i Mm. think 91 in which he wears a colorful t-shirt and is like kind of rude, but in like this ultra self righteous way, and I love it. Yeah. Um, and he said like, "Oh, I don't consider myself like a progressive rock artist. Other people do, but I don't. I know. You know. So I I don't even know what I classify him as what? because he's done so many things. I guess I classify his individual projects rather than his overarching career. He's not a guy with one sound. So yeah. What, that means. One... Uh, what do you think about Zap? Do you? Think I agree
1: had? that he just. He made so a, much and It's the
0: greatest of all time. Like I can't <gasps> Sorry. On, continue your point. Why? I just
1: I've just I've got two people.
0: Okay, well I'll I'll do mine, then you do yours. In fact, no, you you do one of yours, I'll do mine, then you do your other one.
1: Okay, so the first one is And I know they obviously were influential mainly in the seventies. Yeah. But they formed in I think sixty eight.
0: Okay, give me me a name.
1: Deep Purple.
0: Yeah, that's a great. I feel like I still classify them truly as a 70s rock band because they kind of came into their their own in the 70s. I think their music in the 70s is like at its best that it ever was, you know?
1: I mean, they sort of, I think they were one of the main pioneers of the metal era. Well, not era, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I feel like in rock is. an incredibly important album in terms of that. Also, in terms of just, I, I think there's a lot of influence from Ian Gillen onto other metal vocalists. Like all the power and speed metal vocalists, guys in bands like Except and Halloween and stuff, um, we're all imitating that Ian Gillen thing. I think Ronnie James Dio owes a lot to that Ian Gillen style, even though he started at a similar time. Like really virtuosic falsetto, screamy singing. Yeah. I think a lot of people owe to that vocal style. I think Richie Blackmore's move away from blues-based guitar playing to sort of weirdly classical-based guitar playing with a lot of gain is also one of the most important things in the development of heavy metal because that's, of course, where that ends up going after its bluesy little phase. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So who's your person? Or people?
0: Beefheart. Captain Beefheart. Oh yeah. captain Beefheart and his magic band and if you want to talk about when experimental rock music started i mean it basically started with the beatles i would say i might be wrong there might be someone else i'm not like an expert on this rock music at all but captain Beefheart and the magic band 1967 they released safe as milk which is their first record um and even that is experimental it's got pheromone on it um it's angular as hell. It sounds weird for the time, but it's still groovy. It's super tight. Then they released Trout Square Replica in 69, which is the tightest, most insane, beautiful, brilliant, perfect experimental rock double album I've ever heard. It's perfect. I mean, double albums wouldn't get that good again until, like, uh, uh, Earth 2. It's crazy.
1: I've just realised this is definitely going to be a long podcast.
0: Yeah, I can Do believe It's a two-parter. What do you think? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna slow down at some point once we get out the seventies. When we get yeah. to the eighties, I'm gonna like verbally fist fuck some people, and then the nineties, I'm, I'm not gonna have as much to say. Okay. So yeah, Captain Beefheart, the king of experimental rock music and perhaps the most creative rock musician who ever lived. Yeah. Who was yours? Oh god, you can't ask me that yet. No, 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 no. And who was your second one?
1: Oh, right. Um, look. Same again with them forming and doing more in the 70s, but um, Fleetwood Mac.
0: Yeah, they were great. They were great in the 60s under Peter Green. Uh, he had a cool guitar tone with his out-of-phase humbuckers in that nice Les Paul to play. He mentored Gary Moore, who would go on to be one of the sort of guitar icons of the 80s and 90s and 2000s um his playing was tasteful his songwriting was good it was just some good stuff mm. i I like peter green era fleetwood mac a lot probably more than like regular fleetwood mac although i don't mind regular fleetwood mac and they have moments i really like so yeah
1: right do you think we should move on to
0: 70s let's do well, it actually, first i think we
1: should talk about what the 60s really did because we said rock and roll obviously for the first one
0: Okay, fine. The '60s was the birth of experimental rock music. It was the birth of psychedelic rock music. The '60s was the birth of what you'd call traditional rock music. It was where riffs developed. If if '50s is primordial sludge that would one day become the T Rex, '60s is where it evolved into the basic yeah. forms of most I of the genres that we yeah. live love today. This
1: si- s- '60s was was sort of before everything else and then this is like the first time you can say oh yeah this is this is what it is now really
0: I feel yeah I feel like this is like the most primitive forms of most almost every genre of rock music you could want comes into its own in the 60s and becomes a thing and some of those stay in the 60s like blues rock and they don't get that much better in the 70s and some of them develop like hell in the 70s like experimental music okay Let's go then. 70s time. Which right. we both named as our favourite. Oh. Me more tentatively than you. Name someone.
1: Oh, God. It might have to be... It might well, have to be what Floyd. What are you doing? I'm thinking. I oh, it might have to be Floyd, but... what? who's yours? Let me think. Who's yours? I'm
0: not, I'm just saying like name some people like we were doing, like.
1: Oh, right. I thought you meant specifically who's your favorite.
0: No, just like name some people. I didn't even say the word favorite. Where did that come from?
1: You said favorite, I think.
0: I said, no, I said we both named this as our favorite at the beginning. Oh, right. Me more tentatively than you. So let's name a person and just talk about them for a bit, like an important 70s person. Okay. I think we should do Floyd because you said that, and that's actually a good shout. Okay. I've got one for often. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we think of Floyd? Pink Floyd were dope, basically. Pretty good. I feel like, in terms of progressive music, they don't hold up as experimental as someone like Genesis, although they do hold up much better musically. The songwriting is stagnant sometimes on their music, yeah. but overall, uh, in terms of soundscaping and sound design, they hold up as a lot more experimental. In terms of musicality and chord writing, they don't really. But they still hold up as good, even if some of the songs sound a little bit the same on Dark Side of the Moon.
1: But would you agree that, in order to be as popular as they were and commercially successful, they wouldn't be able to be as experimental? Yeah,
0: no, I feel like they had to. They had to dial it back, and I, I certainly don't think everyone has to be crazy experimental. No, and also I don't think I
1: don't think, I don't think that they did. I don't know if they dialed it back to
0: be more popular. I but think... they didn't. I I don't know I feel like their focus well after the initial stages of psychedelia and uh under Sid Barrett I feel like their focus was more on recording technique and innovation through soundscaping not through let's write a clever chord progression let's write some 10 minute epic like virtuoso piano thing like fifth of fifth let's you know it was more about sound design and just making really cool sounds and then David Gilmore going off on these amazing genre defining guitar solos do you He's prefer- one of my favourite guitar players.
1: Do you prefer The Wall or dark side?
0: That's tricky. I like them for different reasons. I probably listen to dark side more often, but I don't think You're it sure. holds up as well as an album as it did before, whereas I think The, the, the Wall still holds up really beautifully as an album. I feel like dark side in retrospect once you get past the mind-blowing soundscapes and mostly amazing songwriting, there are moments where it starts to feel samey. Sometimes I don't want to listen to the whole thing, whereas I can usually listen to all of an album, like Wish You Were Here or The Wall. Or even, like... Honestly, I can listen to, like, Atom Heart Mother all the way through pretty much any day. Like, it's not a worry. Whereas sometimes I'm halfway through the... um outside and i'm like mm, gonna go watch youtube you know hmm. that's just my take what about you
1: i think that the wall could never be like it's because it's, it's you know it's like basically two
0: full albums yeah it's a double album yeah but it's, it's a big not, album yeah
1: but it's not like small tracks
0: like, no no but, it's not to be fair it's yeah. not like um I think, actually, mask replica which is a double com- album and it's like 30 songs long
1: comfortably numb on basically any album could bump it up quite a few ratings for me
0: oh yeah comfortably numb is a good good old-fashioned 10 out of 10 song
1: it's fantastic
0: but i still think wish you were here is my favorite album i think yeah probably. i
1: yeah they, yeah i
0: like that one that's that's wow. honestly i, I prefer that's the wall but like how can you go wrong with the wall It's a good album, really good album. War's also the first album they tried using digital delay, so Gilmore's guitar sound changes a fair bit. That Mm. one. Boss DD7, I think. But I don't know, I just read that somewhere. It could be full of absolute rubbish. Okay, uh, who else is important? Uh,
1: ACDC.
0: I don't care about ACDC very much. They're okay. I like their early stuff. I like the stuff with Bon Scott. I like that um, live electric or whatever album they did where Angus Young is getting shocked on the front. I like some of their live records because they've got really good guitar soloing. I think Angus Young's one of the best rhythm guitar players of all time. And they have about 10 songs I really enjoy. My favorite's probably Let There Be Rock. But um, generally, I truly don't care about ACDC very much. Yeah. I... It doesn't do anything.
1: But you gotta, like, sometimes it's just like, uh, yeah, this is in the right place.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's really cool. Like, they have great moments, but they're so samey sounding, and I don't love them like I love Motorhead, who's another band, one of my favorite bands ever, who is samey sounding, but like amazing. So, I don't know. They don't do it for me very much. I care about loads of other people so much more that I never end up actually listening to them. Yeah, fair enough okay let's uh, talk about genesis oh fun because they're they're uh we've talked about floyd we have to talk about the other side of the progressive you can't see i'm doing finger uh quotation marks yeah progressive rock big two look at us we're the famous progressive rock people mm. um 70s genesis by the way is a different beast to 80s genesis so we can talk about 80s genesis separately. But damn, wow! Do you like
1: Seventies Genesis?
0: Oh, they're such a mixed bag, mate. They are such a mixed bag. So, I re- I like the album Selling England by the Pound, but yeah. I don't even like all the songs. Like I don't really like Dancing with the Moonlit Night. I just I think all of it is slightly up its own ass, slightly toff based posh rock that is sort of it's not raw or aggressive, it's too obsessed with its own cleverness. It thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread. It's pretty boring. I don't know. I find most of their work kind of insufferable. I, I feel hate like, the 80s stuff.
1: I feel like Genesis is such a your mum bought you a pick and mix, but she doesn't know what sweets you like.
0: Yeah. I, I just think Genesis is like the epitome of like dudes in their fifties who think they're really cool because they like 70s progressive rock bands and they're like man you wouldn't get it and i'm like no i do get it it's just fake pretend classical music because like, <laughs> you you play some baroque sounding arpeggiated shit and the i don't know you do an alberti bass and the bass guitar and you play it on a horrible sounding synth i was like <laughs> seven i think genesis in the 70s despite their brilliant moments has aged a lot worse than floyd I mean Floyd doesn't sound like a pure 70s band. Mm. Like a band that's that you'd be like, ah, that's so dated. But like Genesis just feels like such a dated concept. Yeah. That I'm like, oh my god, like this is this is so 70s, it almost sounds like a joke. Like, it's <laughs> embarrassing that this is become this much of a 70s thing. I do know what
1: you're talking yeah. about.
0: But... You know what I mean? Like It's like, yeah. it's so silly and over the top and like of its era that you just want to laugh at it. I don't know. But I still like 5th of 5th. I still like Steve Hackett. I still like a lot of what they did. I've got no respect for what happened in the 80s, but the 70s is somewhat okay.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Okay. Queen 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 were awesome they had a, a great level of charisma and and showmanship and surprising desire to experiment i feel like a lot of bands known for experimenting had no real showmanship or stage presence they're all nerds like genesis who just sat there didn't do anything um they, you know, they just didn't look up they were like Haha, oh, i am clever time to play baroque music you know, whereas Queen had interesting ideas still, but they also had an ability to actually put on a show and they had heavy-ass riffs and good guitar tones, so how can you argue with that? Mm. What do you think? I think
1: doing Queen uh, doing We Were Rocky makes you understand how not all of it's yeah. ludicrously complicated yeah. but I like that it isn't just going one we're going four, we're going two, we're going five.
0: I think it's quite comparable to ABBA, honestly.
1: Yeah, actually, like ABBA is
0: like a band that one are one of the greatest songwriting groups of all time, but they are clever and they do songs with very clever devices. And yeah, I agree. With smart that. shit, and then sometimes it's pretty simple, but none of it's mind blowing. Like we're not listening to Rings of Saturn. You're not sitting there like, bro, what's going on? Whoa, you know, you're sitting there thinking this is a good song, and when you analyze it, there's more than meets the eye going on. So yeah, yeah. I think Queen and Abra are very comparable.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. You okay.
1: Say, this is would you say? Stevie Wonder could be considered
0: rock in any way. No, not at all. Funk musician. Funk, soul, R and B. He kind of goes between those three. I wouldn't call him a rock musician at all. Fair enough. Um can we talk Sabbath? <laughs>
1: yeah fine
0: is probably the most important band in the development of heavy metal music people will say deep purple are more important they're wrong people might say priest are more important and now they they've got a point like no nah, jesus priest was sick and they were insanely important in developing that music especially like early records like british steel but oh my god sabbath is such a statement of intent like you listen to Judas Priest, you don't think like this is the most evil shit I've heard in my life. Like this is heavy as hell. I love it. I want to like smash things to this. Like it's not pure metal. It's still kind of fun and campy. And metal can be fun and campy. But the real genesis of heavy metal is that moment in I think seventy nine when Black Sabbath the album came out, and the song Black Sabbath track one on the album Black Sabbath by the band Black Sabbath comes on. You think that. <laughs> enormous g g power chord it's not yeah. a it's not a chord it's a power chord now because we're in heavy metal now and then you play the octave boom bam, and i'm gonna like and right, check if that's a g it is a g oh so. okay i don't know if i sung a g you were lit sung. you were t- semitone out that's pretty okay good. fine uh, and then it's, like, a trill on the tritone, like, dull, dull. it's really dissonant, it's so heavy, and it's so slow, and the drums are plodding, the drums sound good for, like, modern doom metal drums, like, fucking My Dying Bride, with more modern drum sound, or Paradise Lost could have used those drums, or even, like, a heavier sludge band, like, Primitive Man. Then they do it again, and there's no trill, you just let the tritone ring out, and you get that slow vibrato, and it's nasty. And it's so evil sounding, and that's the genesis of all heavy metal. And they kept going on from that and building on that until they wrote the greatest riff of all time on one of the most important psychedelic rock metal albums that would really make stoner metal in the vein of uh, Electric Wizard and um, Acid King a thing. So you're it's a bit a fan so of Black. good. And it's got a fast riff. It's got a fast natural minor. Chuggy Riff, I mean, that's ahead of its time. They wrote Supernaut, which is the greatest riff of all time ever. That's inarguable. It is the greatest riff of all time. If you don't know the riff to Supernaut, go listen to Supernaut. Even Frank Zappa said it's the best riff of all time. It is the best riff of all time. Like, they're perfect, and they, they spawned Metal. And they did a lot more for Metal than Priest, or um, Iron Maiden, or um deep purple ever did although those guys were all also important like my god they put the evil into what was quite campy they made it a lot more heavy and tony Iommi is the greatest drift writer ever and he has like three fingers on his left hand and if you can do that with like three fingers then you suck that's my take on sabbath fair enough okay i was
1: gonna say before that on a complete opposite end of the scale okay Elton John.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good shout. That dude was very good. it's Extremely good. Yeah, man. He he just wrote good songs. I mean, they're not like Abba sophisticated or anything, but they're very good songs. Um, his piano playing solid. He's always had guitar players in. Yeah, he's a very serious rock musician. I I like Elton John.
1: Yeah, I think he's obviously a different kind of rock.
0: I was gonna say you you have a lot more insight in this than I do. I feel like I'm just chatting shit. So go off about. Actually, it. I don't know. I
1: I'm, I wouldn't say I know,
0: but I, all I all I feel like all I could say about John is like, yeah, man, that guy's so good. Like, yeah, hit me not. up with something actually insightful, because the guy's amazing. But I don't really know how to articulate it, which is unusual for me, because I spend all my time talking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I just think it's good
0: Yeah, fair enough
1: I, d- I can't say I know much about No Okay, stuff.
0: do you have any more uh, 80s, 70s bands you want to talk about?
1: Um, I mean, we talked about Led Zeppelin a bit
0: We can talk about them again properly in their full swing Like, let's talk about Led Zeppelin 4 I mean, I, uh... statement of intent or I'm... what? She you prefer two? That is a hot take. That could get you beaten up on some internet forums. I, I
1: like a lot of four. But you know when you've heard like I think Stairway Hitter Heaven's a great song, but you know when you've heard it three million times. You walk into a guitar shop and this kid's playing it. So. Dum
0: dum 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 dum. Oh, I don't uh, even want to hear it, Alfie.
1: It's good. It's good, it's and like, it's nice harmony, but you know what I mean.
0: But I get that, yeah, I get that with Black Dog as well. Like, that was my alarm ringtone for like yeah. two years. Now I I can't I, stand that song. Like, I feel like
1: each... Sorry. Sorry, I was going
0: to say, it's so overplayed, and they've done it so many times, yeah. that like, it's far more exciting to just go and listen to Led Zepp 2, Led yeah. Zeppelin 1. I mean, oh my God, the start of Led Zepp 1 compared to the start of Led Zepp 4 bound, bound. Doom, doom that's heavy but, as hell led zepp four starts pretty lame in comparison to that
1: i mean i think led led zepp four sort of took it back a bit
0: yeah there's also a lot more ballads on led zepp four
1: Lab yeah that's really long really long songs
0: them, There's like going to california and shit which is all kind of forgettable I mean, because you've had the best ballad which is stairway to heaven which is now insufferable because people play it so much and so badly that i've just i'm sick of it you know off oh, sorry
1: uh but yeah like if you compare the track l- like length from um two to four thank like you i mean i guess i i understand how they managed to do it really quick because it was just them playing there's like eight nine song for album and they just go for it but like for christ's sake two right whole lot of love oh the
0: lemon—that f- is my favorite Jimmy Page yeah. guitar solo. The line. lemon
1: song, yeah, Heartbreaker, Living, Loving, Made, Ramble On, Moby Dick.
0: Heartbreak is my least favorite Jimmy Page guitar solo. Okay,
1: fine, but you know what I mean, like.
0: Oh yeah, that, that album's unbeatable. Like all those good stuff. So you,
1: on did you prefer two to four?
0: Um, I hadn't thought about it this much, but I would probably say I prefer two to four. Two to four. Well, exactly. I think t- four did more things. In terms of like general yeah critical consensus and Almost like really what people think, but in terms of an album that rocks hard is unpretentious and is less yeah. long and annoying. Also, so here's the thing with Led Zeppelin: Led Zep like...
1: just going to three, which was kind of like the one that no one knows in the middle. Um, three, uh, immigrant song is brilliant.
0: Immigrant song is brilliant. is really good. I like the I like the acoustic focus on three. I like the whole album, but. Here's the thing with Led Zeppelin. is like sometimes, especially when you get to their later albums, which I don't like, like Houses of the Holy and Physical you like, Graffiti. You or... don't like
1: Physical Graffiti, no. A you triple de- album.
0: I don't what like it. It's too hell? long. It's Boring as hell. Cashmere is a rubbish song. Anyway,
1: two hours and four minutes.
0: When you, it's so bad, so long. I can't listen to it. When you get to like that l- end of Led Zeppelin, particularly, you find that what they make is like. 80% shit and 20% some 20% some of the greatest rock music ever recorded in human history. Things that deserve to be preserved and sent into space so that aliens find them. Uh, to be and fair, then, like the majority fair. of their career's dog shit. I don't understand to be fair,
1: Physical Graffiti is only 15 tracks.
0: Oh, it's I unbearable. Was at, I was looking at
1: the deluxe edition, which is two hours and four minutes.
0: It's still an unbearably long album.
1: Yeah, physical graffiti is actually only on one side. Oops. but yeah, it is. It is it's so it is boring.
0: Up. Does anyone like cashmere It. Da- oh, if just... it
1: wasn't seven minutes,
0: I hate cashmere It's boring. It's rubbish. It's a bad song.
1: Jesus. Like
0: compare that to the raw intensity of like good Led Zeppelin, like Led Zeppelin 2, like Let's Go Whole Lot of Love or something. You have just got like stale ass riff that goes on forever but at least that's a hot somewhat okay riff the riff that i don't like is which one's that this the uh the one with the slide i hate that that riff oh, <laughs> the breakdowny slide riff that's a bad riff like that's not even a that's just a bad riff like the regular cashmere riff is an okay riff you didn't need to do it for seven minutes.
1: We've definitely... Oh, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about a different song. Um, I just definitely... don't like physical graffiti or we're really any late letters. We're definitely going to forget on people, but... Yeah.
0: Also, I feel like Houses of the Holy has really cool moments, and the rest of it is boring as fuck.
1: Yeah. Uh, like. yeah. It's not cool. It's just but not I very do... cool. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't like it. I don't like really... Any, I just I feel like Led Zeppelin's such a hilariously mixed bag. It's either terrible or fantastic. This is nothing. So weird. Not fair. When they are good, they are really good. Yeah, that's just, that's what I'm saying. Like like eighty percent dog shit, twenty percent the best rock music ever recorded. Like they have done things that you people like you and me, mere can only dream of. You know, Jimmy Page will always be one of the best virtuoso blues rock guitar players ever. Robert Plant will always have an absolute ridiculous voice. Bonham. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah,
1: Robert Plant's brilliant.
0: I swear to God, John Bonham is like the fastest guy with a single bass pedal I've ever heard. It's insane. Like his fills are ridiculous. But even John Paul Jones is fantastic. Like the the improvised nature of songs like Lemon Song, like the, I do, a I group, know. group of great musicians making amazing music that we can't dream of making something as good as. And then they just made horse shit sometimes. <laughs> they just did that. <laughs> like, for God's sake, guys.
1: Okay, do you think we should go on to...
0: I was about to say, uh, if you're done with 70s bands, let's stop uh, there, because we've we- done three decades. We've missed... We'll do- okay. No, no, no. Give me... give me. That was going to say, we'll do- we've done three decades, and then we can do 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and 2010s another time. But we can make it a two-parter, because this is quite long. This you is have any now... more 70s bands, you want to do <sighs> that's all
1: you could mention. This is going to be quick. The sure. Cure might have been the 70s, but I don't know if you'd count it as proper rock.
0: The Cure is one of my favorite bands ever, but I, I didn't think they were a 70s band. Oh, maybe they might Wow, be this... yeah, 78. Damn, that's earlier no. than I thought they were. No, uh, the Cure are fantastic. How could you not love the Cure? I'll,
1: I'll keep mentioning. I'm just going to shout out some ones. You say, Yeah, no,
0: okay, Clash. Yeah. Oh, damn, we didn't talk about punk at all. Yeah, but well, this isn't a punk.
1: I know it comes under it, but you know.
0: No, but I have a lot to say about punk rock. Well, maybe
1: that's a different
0: episode. I won't. We'll, we'll do that a different time. I won't get into punk because oh. there's too much. The Eagles. No, I hate the Eagles. Oh, wow. Okay. In the words of a a wise man, I fucking hate the Eagles, man. Who said that? <laughs> uh, Jeff Lebowski. The dude. I'm actually a member of, uh, of a religion based on him, so I have to agree with him. But fuck. Beast- all right, you've set me off. The Eagles were horrible, man. <laughs> they were like, I want to be Led Zeppelin. I want to be one of these bands of like clever people who were all smart and good. And when they write long, epic songs, apart from the Eagles weren't that good, and therefore they just made rambling crap. Or they made songs like Life in the Fast Lane, which is just dodgy guitar tones stale derivative riffs and annoying vocals like hotel california there's the only song of theirs i can tolerate it's a horrible boring meandering rubbish song like people are all like oh, oh la, what's it mean what's it about what they're saying what do you mean we haven't had that spirit here since 1969 i don't care what you're saying it's bad. I don't care what lyrics mean. I know you don't know. No one knows. They don't know. It's just drug-induced bullshit from the 70s. It's the 70s, and everyone was on loads of drugs. Just horrible. So like, dire. Circles, then. But, 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 but 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 they end it with like the two best minutes of electric guitar music from like the whole 70s. I'm like, what happens? <laughs> they end it with one of my favorite guitar solos. Ever played favorite guitar solo ever played by anyone ever. I mean, I know it's overplayed, but it's phenomenal. The phrasing, the trade-offs, the ending <laughs> harmony, the the sophistication, the way they actually manage to—I don't know if they're intentionally playing the changes, but they are kind of playing the changes for the whole thing. Uh, it's, the way they pick up on each other's ideas, like, it's an amazing guitar solo. How
1: many people played it? Two dudes. Okay.
0: But a band was like so big, they had like five guitar players or some yeah. shit. It was oh horrible. Oh, Christ. Like, way too many. It's like, Who is it's like me- watching yeah. Leonard Skinner live, they've got like two guys just playing acoustic guitars oh. and three electric guitar players, and then like another guy on an electric guitar I'll playing guitar. Like you. I hate it.
1: How, what's, what's your max amount of guitarists? Two.
0: No, actually, free if you are 80s Iron Maiden, because, like, Yannick Gers is sick, and it did allow them to have the riffs going on and do those harmonies, and then yeah. sometimes do three-part harmonies, but, like, holy you shit. Got, the, you, the, know was, what was you so know bad, to to
1: have two guitars.
0: Here's the thing, right, guitar that. players, you've got to be in very different ranges or doing different rhythms, riff- doing something yeah. dramatically yeah. different yeah. So, to not step on each other when you've got like three guys playing the same chord on acoustic guitars, and like you're just muddy now, they just yeah. create. You're just out of time because you're guitar players with each other. Right this sounds I, horrible.
1: I do have tea in a sec, so I'm. That's okay. Through names and say if you like them. Jeff Rotel.
0: Yeah. yeah mostly. Hell yeah! Great. Blondie. Billy Gibbons is one of the best guitar players ever. Blondie's Blondie. sick. Blondie is dope.
1: Michael Jackson. Oh
0: not a rock musician but he is did create possibly the most exciting crossover genre hit of the 80s which yeah. is beat it and was a genius of his genre talking heads yeah i love the talking heads really like adrian baloo worked with those right before he we went to king crimson you can hear the influence uh, on 1981's discipline i love it kiss no don't like kiss i, didn't I think hate so. glam rock
1: electric Light orchestra
0: i don't like electric light orchestra
1: Uh. T-Rex. Uh, they're fine. Rush. i a big fan.
0: Yeah, I love Rush. Rush were fucking brilliant. Uh, Steely Dan. Steely Dan were phenomenal. They wrote, like, Peg and stuff. Uh, basically anything that had Larry Carlton on, they wrote some of the best guitar solos in music history. Bee Gees. No, hell no. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely dismal, like, 70s disco wankery of just pure boring clinical safe easy listening my grandma likes this look at me my vocal harmonies are sophisticated but am i saying anything no i'm a boring pillock
1: (laughs) aerosmith
0: oh no 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 sometimes their early stuff's okay but by the time you get to like uh don't want to miss a thing and they're fucking soundtracking bad bruce willis movies like it's all over i hate it uh I think it's Ramones. Ramones, I've never heard of that.
1: I might be. It might be Ramones. <laughs> I don't know. Ramones. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Ramones were great. I really what they did I've well. To a few
1: other things, and I'm just trying to think.
0: They were, they were. so. Um, I feel like they were a very. <laughs> they. Here's the Ramones are like Cannibal Corpse. They're a distillation of their genre. They're like the purest version of their genre. But they didn't do anything groundbreaking. They came after all the groundbreaking people and just pulled oh, it off yes. really well. So I like the Ramones, but they weren't, like, as good as the Sex Pistols or Crass or Dim Oh, Jars. yeah,
1: that's a point. The Sex Pistols, actually, yeah. I yeah, can't... Sex
0: Pistols are insane. We'll I love those it. guys. But, again, I don't like them as much as, like, the 80s Cross dudes. I feel like they were saying a lot more. Also, like, Minor Threat were a lot better. Um, we well, yes, Kennedys were way these. better. Yeah, yes, they're a 70s band. Yeah. They had an 80s revival of Owner of a Lonely Heart. That's a great band. Um, I love that band.
1: Um, I had a mind blank of what I was going to say. Um, okay. Hang on. Oh, The Doors.
0: Oh, man, I love The Doors so much. Exceptional psychedelic rock. Jim Morrison was a genius. Uh, The End oh. is one of the most intense experiences like I've ever had. The problem comes in they're like the Beatles, they're let bound by their performance. Like their performances are dodgy sometimes. And their music post-Morrison is abysmal, but whatever. That doesn't count.
1: I've got a fun one for this one. Yeah. The Hollies.
0: Bro, I love the Hollies. I know they're like classic, like 70s mum rock, but like they were really good. They wrote really sophisticated things. You know, let's fa- let's face it, they wrote creep by Radiohead but the air that i breathe which is the song that that chord progression and melody is stolen from is so much more sophisticated like that's only the verse it has really good string arrangement it has loads of other sections it's not like creep which just goes around the same chords they were a great band big fan
1: it might be the end for this
0: Okay, notes. well thank you for listening if you've made it this far um if you have any hot takes that you agree or disagree with, with us, not really a way to like comment it, so um, you can just keep that to yourself, I guess. But we will be back for a part two where we look at the 80s, 90s, naughties, and 2010s, and then we'll deliver a big ass verdict and have a conversation about what hopefully, our favorite hopefully. era was. less to talk about next, pretty much. It should be a little bit shorter, but thank you for sticking this one out. Um, let's be honest. Has- yeah to be fair all right yeah we'll see you later bye bye hey say bye alfie alfie say goodbye um yeah